This is also a siyum a mesechta ve dezarda lilinishmis of Yosef ben Yamin ben Reb Kaltman. How strong should one be when it comes to inyanim of kashros or inyanim of frumkait? The Rebbe teaches us a, the siyum, the last story in mesechta ve dezarda, in a most incredible fashion, and teaches us a very very profound lesson. This is all going to be based on a pasuk in this week's parsha, which is what the Chachamim based upon the Iser of eating Bishulei Nachrim, food that despite the fact that the food is kosher, but it was cooked by someone who is not Jewish, and therefore it becomes prohibited to eat. With regards to the prohibition of eating food that was cooked by a Gentile, this is learned by way of an asmachta. Asmachta means that this is only a midrabonon. This is not an Isra midraisa. But the Chachamim based it or supported themselves with a posik. This is in this week's parsha when Moshe is saying that he told to Sichain, that give us we'll give you money and you'll give us food, and we'll give you money and you'll give us water to drink. So the Venista Chachamim learned just like water doesn't get changed through fire, if you cook the water, it retains the same, the same look. Also food, the only kind of food they would be eating, taking from the emodium, first of all, obviously was kosher to food. But even the kosher to food, the only food they could take was food that doesn't get changed by the fire. Which means to say that if you have to cook it and it, and, and it takes on a new form, then they would not eat that food because food that was cooked by a goy cannot be eaten. So this is this is this is clear that there's a chamem gave us an iser to eat food that was cooked by a goy. However, there is now a machlekes of the paskim, if the utensils that absorbed within themselves the taste or the residue of that which was cooked by a non-Jew, does that become aser or nit? Which means, if you have food that's not kosher, either it's, uh, it's not kosher meat, or it was mixed milk and meat, and it was cooked in a pot. So clearly the food is not kosher. Not only that, the pot becomes not kosher. And if you later you put something else that is kosher in the pot and you cook it, then the taste that's in the walls of the pot comes back out into the food, and the food cannot be used. The question is, does the same thing apply to food that was, that's kosher to food, which means to say the ingredients are kosher, but it was cooked or prepared, uh, uh, cooked by the non-Jew. Is that another poskim vasalti? And there are certain poskim that hold, certain uh, uh, codifiers that hold. The whole reason why we're not allowed to eat food that was cooked by a Gentile is because it leads to mingling and it leads to intermarriage. It could bring to marrying someone who's not Jewish. That's the whole reason. So, but the Chachamim answered the food. They did not prohibit that which is left from the food in the walls of the pot. This would not lead to mingling or to fraternization or to marriage. Meaning to say, if someone cooks food for you and then brings you the food and you eat it, so this creates a closeness. But if somebody cooks food for you in a pot that someone else cooked food for you, you don't feel any closeness to the original person that cooked. 
So therefore, there are certain paskim that say that the plata, that which is left behind in the walls of the pot, is not osir. And therefore, the pot itself remains kosher. And if later a yid comes and cooks kosher the food in that pot, you can eat it. However, most of the poiskim hold as oich di kalim zayin osir, even the utensils, the pots or so on, that were used by the Gentile to cook food in it, are also become asr, the kolsha sru chachamim, and the reasoning is, despite the fact that there's no issue of chasnos, nevertheless, once the chachamim asr it, pleitosay kamoyu, anything that is left from it, the taste or the residue that is left from it, is as asr as the food itself. That's the reason of those paiskim. Which means to say, is that you're right, that there's no issue of chasnos. No, the, the fact that there's plata, that there is something left in the pot from an earlier uh, uh, cooking that was done. That would not create uh, any closeness to the person who's eating the food later on. But nevertheless, once the chachamim asered it, and said bishul, uh, bishul nachrim is asr, then it becomes it becomes like the etzem ha'iser, the actual iser, and anything that comes from it retains that Iser status. And Rebbe brings an example from another area in Allah. We can compare this to a situation of uh, wood panels that are four tfachim wide, which the Chachamim said they're possible from schach. They can't be used for schach. Why? Because they look like a tikra. They look like a ceiling. They look like a roof. So if we, if we even though the wood is 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 uh, unfinished wood and it comes from the ground and technically it would be kosher for schach, but once it becomes four tefachim wide, it looks like a tikra, it looks like a wall, like a roof, like a ceiling, and chachamim said it's aser. But the din is now the din is as a filu hafchan al Even if you turn these panels to their onto their side, she'ein bahen arba, and now the sides don't have four four tefachim. Let's say it's a it's a it's a, a piece of wood, a piece of plywood that's four tefachim wide and three quarters of an inch thick, or two inches thick, whatever it is, but not four tefachim wide or thick. So now when you turn it over onto its side, it's not covering a space of four tzvachim. Nevertheless, I didn't say puzzle, they are still puzzle. Because once they were characterized, once they were identified as puzzle, but in the puzzle, they become totally uh, um, not unfit for they become totally unfit for use, and even if you fiddle with it and you and you turn it on its side, it's still a chefzishaliser. For this thing, for the Gabi's Chak, it becomes a, a prohibited object. The Ragachover explains this. As dos is vile, as zach was his oser mitzad agzeirut sliban ander zach, velcher is oser. If something becomes oser, as agzeirut, the Chachamim came and they prohibited something because it leads to something else, because it's like something else that's oser. In this case, tikra. The four tvachim wood panel is oser because the tikra is oser, the rooftop, the, the ceiling is oser. What happens is this object becomes like the original iser. This four tvachim board becomes like a ceiling. And therefore, not only if the reason is there, then you can't use it, but it, but it becomes considered like a ceiling and, and, and it can't be used. Similarly, we can apply this to our situation of something that was cooked uh, by a Gentile into a pot. And now the pot retained the taste of that, the residue of that into, into its walls. 
אז אף על פי הזה תמו, ישרפו בישולי נחם ויש בשום חסנס, even though the reason why we don't allow him to eat, allow a person to eat בישולי נחם, is because of חסנס, because it might lead to intermarriage, ואת הסובר כמו יצמי איסר, but once חכם said it's אוסר, it becomes like the original איסר, like anything else that would be totally prohibited, ומילא בלייב דין איסר איך, ונסע ניתו דתם חשש חסנס, and therefore the איסר is still applicable even when the חשש of חסנס, the fear, of, of intermarriage doesn't exist. Like in the case of the plata, like in the case of the pot that has in its walls a bishalak. So here's another example in halacha where you see, so what do we have over here? We have this machlekes apayskim, whether plata's bishalakum, that which is left in the pot, it, it, if it's aser if it's or not, which means a pot that was used for bishalakum is the pot aser. And some paskim say no because there's no chashash chasnus. Most paskim say that yes, it's a problem, because, even though there's no chashash chasnus, because of the fact that once Chacham said it's aser, it becomes aser entirely, even that which is left behind from it. And the Rebbe brought an example from Nisarim, where we see that something that is Asir uh, retains its Isir even in the case where the Isir doesn't, where the, where the reason doesn't apply. In Sith Beis, the Rebbe is going to introduce us to the, to a, the Siyum of Masech Ta'avet Azara. It's very interesting, this, in Fabrengen, Yudas Kislev Toshin Lamed Aleph, it's actually on, on tape, and it's very, very Gishmak. I highly recommend it to take, it take some time and listen to it. Even though the Sikha is an hour long, but uh, the, the last 25 minutes are about Mio Yehudi. The, 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 it's only about 30, 35 minutes in which the Rebbe teaches this, this, this Sikha as it is. Uh, very, very Gishmak. So they said, the Rebbe said in the Fabrengen, he said that this is, he, he's never before made, at least publicly, I guess, a Siyum Masech Ta'avei Zara, and therefore he tzkis which is a time where Chesidim are Messiah the Shas, so the Rebbe is going to make a siyum a mesechta ve'dazara. So, and the Rebbe is going to use tell us, use this 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 story in the end of ve'dazara to prove to 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 the uh, the shita of the reva peiskim that pleitas bishulakum that which is left in the utensils from that which was used or cooked by a goy becomes aser and not just the food itself. So let's take this one step at a time. We can say that here we have a, a mocker, a source to the opinion of most of the Paiskim. From the story that is brought at the very end of Mesech Ta'avei With regards to the din of kashering a knife that was used to, to in, 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 the, in the process of cooking by a non-Jew to eat cold. Let's just explain what this means, lechel botseinen. If, if, if you're using a knife that has in it giule nochrim, which by the way, this is lav dafke, this is lav dafke, um, um, just bishalakum. This can be also uh, something that has in it treif, a guy cooked in it, so we don't know if it's kosher or treif. We have a knife. Now, if you want to use it for hot food, we have to kosher it through hagola, through, bo- through, boil- bo- through boiling water. And even that, sometimes with a knife, there's complications. Um, but in this case, the Gemara is talking about if you want to eat something cold with it. You want to cut uh, an apple with a knife. So you still have to kosher it, but you don't need hagola. Over there, the Gemara is talking about uh, sticking it into the ground 10 times. The pressure of putting it into the ground, it, 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 it rubs off any... Um, any of the the shamnunis, any any residue that's on the outside of the knife, and it also will remove that which is the first layer or so that is on the inside of the knife. 
So if you're using the knife for cold, the Gemara over there in the end of the Vidazara is saying that the way to one the, the, the way to cash it is by sticking it in the ground ten times. If we're gonna learn Pshat in that story, that the Isra of the knife that we're gonna speak about is not because there was Tefis in there. But because there was, uh, it was, it, it was just because it was used by a goy to cook or to prepare food. That in itself will answer a number of questions uh, that we have on the story, and obviously that's a proof that the, that bishul akum, can, the the the, the, kalim, the the utensils that were used for bishul akum bishul nachrim is problematic. So again, there's a story which we're about to learn which talks about cashing a knife. And the story is going to raise a number of questions. And if we say that the issue over there was not that a knife wasn't kosher, it's not a kosher ingredient, but the problem was the knife was used for, for gi'ulei nachrim, for, that it was, it was used in the cooking of a non-Jew, that will answer our questions. And obviously this will prove that the knife becomes, not, not, becomes unfit for use because of the fact that it was used by a Gentile in their cooking. And this is the words of the Gemara. Mar Yehuda ubati bartuvi. Mar Yehuda, which as we'll see later in the Sikha, some say is Rav Yehuda, a great Amoira. Ubati bartuvi. And bati bartuvi, who was, as we'll see, also we'll see later in the Sikha, was an Eved, or had been an Eved. Um, and they were together. They were sitting together with Shavur Malka. Shavur Malka was a king of Paras, a Persian king. He was not Jewish. But again, as we will see in the Sicha, he was very well learned, even in the halachis of Yiddishkeit. So as they're sitting there, somebody brought before the king a cooked esrik. Pasak. So the king sliced off a piece. And he ate it. Pasak, then he sliced off another piece. The Havle Lebati Bartuvi, and he gave Bati Bartuvi a piece. And obviously, as we'll see from the, from the continuation of the Sicha, obviously Bati Bartuvi ate the piece. Hodor Dotsa Asara Zimri Biara. Then the king gets up and he sticks the knife into the ground ten times. Which is what the Gemara is saying over there, that in order to cast your knife, then you have, you have to stick it into the ground ten times. Pasak, and then he sliced off another piece of the Yasidik. And he gave it to Mar Yehuda. So now Bati Bartuvi says to the king, is this guy, meaning himself, not a Yid, why is it that for me you gave me a piece of the esrik from your knife, and for the Mar Yehuda you castrated the knife before you give, before giving him a piece? Omar Le, we're going to see over the Gemara has two versions of what Shvur Malka answered. Omar, the first one is that he said, "Mar Kimli Begave, Mar Yehuda, I know him, I know who he is." Umar Le Kimli Begave, but you, I don't know who you are. And Rashi explains, "Rav Yehuda Makirani Boishu Parush." Rav Yudha, I know that he's scrupulous. He's very careful to stay away from and he would never eat something that was prohibited. But you, I don't know that you'll be so careful, so scrupulous. And therefore, I had no reason to kasha the knife. Another version in the Gemara as to what Shvur Malka answered to 
Boti Bartuvi. Omar Lay said, Remember what you did last night, yesterday in the evening. And Rashi explains that it was the way of the Persian hosts to give to their guests female companionship for the night. And when they were sent, these female companions for the night, Kibel Boti, Boti accepted her into his room. But Rabbi Yehuda liked Kibel, and Rabbi Yehuda said, no, thank you. He didn't accept. So we see that Boti spent the night with a Persian woman. And obviously, says Shur, Shur Malka, to Boti, if this is the kind of person you are, obviously, I don't expect you to be careful with what you eat. Now, Letter the good pastors on a basic level is the chilek tvishin disvei man da omaris in the emphasis from shvur malka in them. What is the difference between the two opinions into in what shvur malka's answer was? But late nesh nefarot shvur malka gezokt as it is nitzichet zibati zaparas malaberisim. In the first answer, he was saying I was he wasn't sure. I don't know if you are careful to refrain from prohibited things. But according to the second opinion, is by him given avados as it is nitparos. He he was certain. He was confident that this person is not uh, careful to refrain from prohibition. Because I know what you did last night. I know that last night you engaged in a prohibited thing, in a, a prohibited act. But based on this, there is a question. Since Bati accepted the women and clearly transgressed on a prohibition, why, according to the first opinion, does Shvurmalka express a lack of knowledge? I don't know what's going on with you. And it's clearly a stretch to say that they're arguing in reality if it actually happened or not. If it actually happened that that uh, that uh, Bati Bartuvi had accepted these uh, the, these women guests and spent the night with them, clearly it happened. The question is is what was Shvur Malka saying about it? So the question that we have now is: If Shvur Malka knows that it happened, why does he sort of? Uh, 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 pretend like he doesn't know who, what kind of person Bati Bartuvi is. He clearly does know. So that's the first question that we have. What, according to the first opinion, what does the Shvurmalka mean? I don't know if you are someone that refrains from transgression, from, from prohibition. Now, in Sif Gimel, the, the Rebbe is going to introduce that it's actually a Machlekes Rashi and Tesvis whether Bati actually transgressed a sin over here. And the, 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 the reason for that is, is that Bati Bartuvi was an Eved that had been released by his master, an Eved Knaini, that was released by his master, but because he was too arrogant, the Lashon and the Gemara, because he was too arrogant, he did not accept the Get Shikhr, the, the, the document of release. And the halacha is, just like by, by a husband and a wife, if the woman did not take the get, the actual document of the get, she is not divorced and she cannot remarry. An Eved who doesn't get his get shikror is not a tot, is not, is not uis Eved, does not lose his classification of being an Eved. Now, according to Teisvis, this means that he's allowed to, that he's allowed to be, he's allowed to lie with a non-Jewish woman because he's not yet a Yid. And we'll see that Rashi, does, Rashi disagrees. But according to Teisvis, it's going to, it's going to imply that Bati did nothing wrong. Because since he was an Eved, 
or an evet ktsas, as, as we're going to call it, as the Gemara calls it. It was an evet ktsas, he was still partially an evet, there was nothing wrong with what he did. Okay. In Taisa state, as Bati had nitchetik when the mitvah said, Nikabal when the Nashu Nachri, as Taisa explains that Bati did not commit a sin, a crime, by accepting these non Jewish women, but that is given an Evik Tsas from Ukav Get Shikhar. He was still a partial Evid. He had not yet received his bill of, 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 uh, of release. I think in English it's called a manumission. When an Evid is Mutabisha Nachris, and an Evid is, a permissive, is, is permitted to be with a Gentile woman, and therefore, since he's still an Evid, he didn't do anything wrong. Now the Rebbe is going to say that this Machlek is Rashi Tesvis. Rashi was Nitas Bati is Dermitit Rashi says nothing of the sort. Rashi uh, on this Kimara doesn't say that Bati didn't do anything wrong. Why? So Rashi, which does not say anything, on Teisvich that says that he did nothing wrong, Lishita Sayu Asli, are arguing according to their shita, according to their approach, which they have elsewhere. There's a Gemara in Gitten. That a person says, I despair. I give up on my Evan. The Evan had gone missing. And he said, I give up on him, which basically means that he's releasing him. But he didn't give him a Getshikr because he's nowhere to be found. He's, so the Gemara says, Ain't the only rectification, the only way he could go on with his life is with a star. So it's Rashi Mefarish. Rashi explains, which means there's nothing for him to do. He can't marry a, a, a Yid, because a Jew, because he's still an Eved. Nor can he marry a Shivcha, which an Eved Knan is allowed to do, but he can't do it because he's partially released. When the, when the, when the owner said Nisya'ashti, he released him. And therefore he's in a limbo. He's not anymore an Eved, and he's not yet a Yid. Over Tesis Dart, over there in Gitten Tesis says, Let it need Virashi. Does not say like Rashi, nor as Kama. The only thing that he can't do is marry a Yid. Shari, but he is allowed to marry a Shivcha. Because Tesis holds that he's still considered an Eved. Similarly, this would apply to Bati in our situation. Who was still, had not yet received his manumission. Rashi is not allowed to marry a shivcha, and therefore, at the same token, is not allowed to marry or be with, rather, or spend the night with a uh, a gentile woman. However, Tesis holds that Bati is a still an Eved, even though he's lacking against Shikhrur, but since, even though he's still an Eved Ktsas, but because he doesn't have a get Shikhrur, he's therefore allowed to be with a Shifcha, and he's therefore allowed to be with a Nachris, with a Gentile woman, and the night before, when he accepted the, the guest, the companionship from the, the, uh, Persian, uh, the Persian hosts, he didn't do anything wrong. However, now this raises a different question. Is it move on with Pirisha Tesfis? But now we have another question. But he did not commit a crime. Why does Shvur throw at him? Oh, I know what you did last night. Doesn't matter. What he did last night was perfectly okay. So that's why we have a question now. Now, we wanted to understand what's going on. Why does, why does Shvur say, Kimle uh, Begavo? So the Rebbe introduced the Tesfis, who according to Tesfis, uh, Bati did nothing wrong. But then the question is in that case, then what's Shvur Malka telling him? You did something wrong last night, you didn't do anything wrong. Now the Ritva is Masbir, the Ritva holds, Shvur Malka did not know the Halacha that an Eved is Mutter B'Shivcha. And therefore Shvur Malka suspected. So just like he wasn't careful from spending the night with the Gentile woman, he won't, he won't care about eating food that was cooked by a guy. 
but it's not true. Because the Eved is commanded to keep all Yisurim. Meaning to say he's allowed to be with a Shivcha, but other types of Yisurim, uh, when it comes to food, he is commanded to keep. Just like he's not allowed to eat pig or meat that was not slaughtered properly, he's also not allowed to eat food that was cooked by someone who isn't a Yid. So this is what the Ritva says, that Shvur, the Pasha didn't know the din. But this, this is not a, a fully satisfying explanation. Shvur Malki was someone who was, well, well, who was very well versed in dinim. The, uh, the, the uh, Gemara in the Metziah brings that uh, Ephraim Safra, who was the, was the Talmud of Reish Lakish, Said to Reish Lakish, Halacha Kirib Shimon. Then, when they repeated this over to Shvur Malka, he said, which means he, he deserves to be praised, which means that, 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 he, that he, what he said was truthful. It was talking what the Halacha is like. And Rashi says, and Tasvis also says the same thing, that Shvur Malka was Baki by Halacha. As a matter of fact, Tasvis brings a raya from our Gemara. In Avedazara, that the fact that that Bati, that, that Shvurmalka knew to stick the, the knife into the ground ten times is in itself a proof. And the Rebbe says, as we see from the Sugya that, that Bati, that Shvurmalka knew the halachas. It doesn't really make sense to say that he didn't know this din. If he's Baki Bedinim and he knows how to cash a knife, so he, he probably knows this din as well. It's also difficult to say that he didn't know that Bati was still partially an Eved. Rabbi Yehuda announced about this. There's a Gemara in Kiddushin where it says, Rabbi Yehuda made various announcements about various different people and their Yuchsin uh, and their, their kosher status. And one of the things he said was Bati Bartuvi that Bati Bartuvi is so arrogant that he didn't take his get shikhar. And the Gemara lost his machlis of Yehuda. Yehuda made an announcement out of it. So to say that 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 that, uh, that didn't know this is difficult to say. So Shvurmalka knew that he was an Avikitas. And Shvurmalka knew that the halacha was is that an Eved, according to Teisvis, that an Eved is mutter b'shivcha. Evim came, we have a question. What's Shvur Malka saying? I know what you did last night. If seemingly what he did the night before was not problematic at all for him. In Sifdal, the Rebbe is going to ask additional questions. And the primary question is going to be, is that, I mean, three different questions, but the, the, the gist of the questions is going to be, even if you don't know how from a body Bartuvi is, you, why, why, why purposely cause him to transgress more? And why not try to figure out a way that if, you were, if you're figuring it out for Mayuda, why not figure it out for Bati as well? That's going to be the general gist of the questions. First of all, in this next paragraph, the Rebbe is going to answer, why did Bati take it? Bati cared. He asks, and he asks Shvur Malka, what, I'm not a Jew. So in that case, why did he eat it? So that's the Rebbe's going to answer that right away. The fact that Bati took the slice of Esrig and the fact that he ate it as it seems from the context of the story can be explained very simply. It's not because he wasn't careful to eat, to not eat food that was cooked by a guy. Or because he didn't know the din. 
From the fact that he asked indignantly of Shmuelka, what I'm not a yid is moving as a givust. He knew the halacha, and it upset him that he was given this this slice of esrik. So in that case, why did he eat it? Nor if he does not eat that which the king gives him, this would make him guilty of treason. And now he's putting himself in danger of his life. He could be killed for treason. Which pikuach nefesh is the whole tater. So, so he, to, to not take this slice of esrig is a matter of life and death. And therefore he's allowed to take it. In the Farbrengen, where the Rebbe t- uh, uh, is talking about this, the Rebbe brings an example from the Gemara Masech to Megillah. That Haman told Achashverosh, how terrible are the Yidden, that if they find a, a, a zvuv, a fly in a cup of wine, they'll take out the zvuv, they'll take out the fly, and they'll drink the wine. But if the king, Achashverosh, pours them a cup of wine, they're not going to drink it. It's and therefore, Haman was trying to prove to Achashverosh that they were that they were rebels, that they were not they were not accepting the kingdom, uh, the kingship of Achashverosh. From this, we see that not taking a drink that a king gave you is midi malchus. And there, and therefore, similarly over here, if Shvormalka gave Bati a slice of esrig, not eating it, not taking it, and eating it is midi malchus. And it's not a stira from the fact that later he opens his mouth and says, What am I Jewish? Why didn't you take care of me as well that I should also get the kosher uh, a slice of Esrig? Because after it happened and after he sees that he's careful about it, he could inquire why he did it this way. But in the moment, uh, when it's being given to him, to not take it is clearly an act of rebellion against the king and is uh, a matter of life and death. So why Bati took the slice and why he ate it? We understand why. He had no choice. As But from the perspective of Shvur Malka, there remains some questions. Since clearly Shvur Malka was not trying to cause someone to transgress as something that is prohibited is Sidr Farva said is Nitkiven Zikher Likimle Bigave as Bati is the parishment of Iser. So just because he wasn't certain, he didn't know for sure that how from how scrupulous Bati is, it is Maspik as well in Bavade Marshall and Gabriel Esnan Iser. Is that enough to 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 give him a certain uh, 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 something that's certainly prohibited for him? Let's say in the first answer of the Gemara, he said, I don't know you, I don't know where you're holding in life. So therefore, what you're gonna jump to give him something that's that's awesome for him? Even according to the Ikad Amri, that Bati committed a crime, either Rashi, according to Rashi, he actually did something that was Osir, or according to Tesvis, that what he did wasn't really wrong, but Shvur Malka obviously thought that he did do something wrong. Let's maybe use the Shita of the Ritva that he didn't know, even though we asked on that. But let's say Shvur Malka obviously thought he did something wrong. That doesn't that doesn't create a reason for to cause him to transgress another prohibition. It could be that Bati could not withstand the incredible temptation of sinning with the Gentile woman. But he's still careful about not eating non-kosher food. 
Especially if it's nus, if it's being promiscuous with someone who you're not in a way of marriage, but just in a, in a one night situation and nobody knows about it, it's betzina, it's only with In other words, the isimidate isa would be, and this is obviously a much, a much broader topic, but it would be when there's a chasnus and when it's something that everybody knows about. But here, it was a guest that someone was sent to him, and it was a, it was it was just a one-time thing. So the Rabbanon Ugili Nachrim to eat something from a goy that might be not kosher is an ismenatayr. Again, at this point, we're not talking about bishulakum. We're talking about using their kalim that have in them maybe chazer or machalas asuris or prohibited foods, and that's that's ismenatayr. So so the question is that just because he did something wrong the night before. Doesn't mean that, that, that this is a green light to, to now say, oh, he doesn't keep kosher anymore. Especially since the food is awesome and as, as the Rebbe explains. And what he did last night might have just been a. The question goes deeper. Since anyway, Svor Malki was, was sticking the knife into the ground for Mariyahuda. He could have done it a few minutes earlier. Before he gave Bati to eat from the Yasrik. That would have protected uh, uh, Bati from committing this this Bati. Why does he wait until after he gives the the, the asrik to Bati and only then put the knife into the ground as and thus making Bati actually specifically eat something that's is that's awesome. So these are our questions. Why Bhatti took it, we know why, because it was an Indian that we, he was afraid for his life. But why does, does Shvormalka not do it any earlier, uh, putting the knife into the ground? And why would he think that just because Bhatti did something wrong the night before, therefore he could do uh, more things wrong? And according to the first opinion of the Gemara, he says, like, I don't know you, just because you don't know the person doesn't mean you could jump to the conclusion that, he, that, that he's going to do something that is usher. And according to Tasis, what does he even mean when he says, when he says, Itker, my Dahave Burta, remember what happened last night. If, if, if there wasn't even anything wrong to it, in, if there, it wasn't even anything wrong to begin with. And the Sifei, the Rebbe is going to give a beer. And the Rebbe is going to say that number one, we have to establish that we're talking about the Isra of Bishalakum, not the Bishal Nachrim, not the Isra of Machalas Asuris. The issue is not that this knife had a uh, 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 non-kosher food on it. The only issue with this knife was that it was cooked, it was used to, to cook by someone who wasn't Jewish. And, and uh, as we'll see that I've explained, because if, if it's Machalas Asuris, then as you'll see in the answer, uh, th these questions are all, are all very, very powerful questions that don't get answered. And, and point number two is now that we are introducing that this is that this is that the issue here is bishalakum from this we can conclude that kalim the sakin of bishalakum is osir and that is a riot to the reva paiskim like the never began at the beginning of the sikha here's the beer the Easter here of this knife was not because of forbidden foods that it would have absorbed by being used in the kitchen in the home of Shvormalka for Rome and Rebbe says a very very practical explanation since Shvormalka is a king is there anything lacking in the house of the king it's a place of grandeur of abundance 
Es hat nicht genutzt, zu sagen, also zu schneiden, Peiris Essling, und man genutzt das Sacken, mit welchen, mit welchen man hat sich benutzt, weil Tafsili Basser der Teach Vachulu. It's hard to say that they were using the same knife to cut an Essling that had earlier been used to cook hot meat, cooked meat. You know, even today, when you talk to any professional chef, they will tell you that they have a whole set of knives, and you can't cut a tomato with a steak knife. And you can't cut a, a, a piece of meat with a knife that's been meant for bread. Every every type of food has its own knife. Certainly in the house of a king, there was there was for fruit. It had its own specific knives. So this knife that but that Shvur Malka is using for the Esrig certainly was never used for meat or for anything that was usher. No, the problem with the knife to begin with is the fact that it was used to be it was used for cooking by someone who was not Jewish. The knife was used for, for cooking fruit. Even sharp fruit, which make the knife, which make the cashless of the knife more problematic. And the knife absorbed from something that was inherently kosher, but used by in the cooking of a non-Jew. Alpiza is moving the roof to Funikadamri as now we understand what the Ikadamri is saying. As from Alkot Gazakh it came out Burita. This Ralka says, I know what happened last night. The Tamo Isir from Bishuli Nachrim is Kanal Mishum Khasnos Bene Sayan. The whole reason why we asked cooking of a goy is because it might lead to marrying their daughters. But if Bati is permitted to be with their daughters, then, it, then the entire Iser doesn't apply. The whole reason why it became Oser is for something that's not even Oser for him. So this is an incredible way of understanding this Gemara. He's not saying he did something wrong. He's saying, he's saying look at you. You're a person that does not have the Iser of Bnei Sayan. Of, of, of marrying the daughters of the Gentiles. If you don't, if you can't, if, if you have no issue with that, then you certainly have no issue of eating something that they cooked that might lead to marrying their daughters. Now, the Rebbe is going to clarify something here because in the beginning of the Sikha, we said that once Chacham said it's Osir, it becomes Kimoy Etzem HaIsir. It becomes like the very, like the, like the actual Isir. And the reasonings don't apply. Which means that even if, the, if, if, if the, by the plate that we said earlier, there's no issue of chasen, it doesn't matter. So the chayda, why over here are we changing it? So the Rebbe is going to explain that. Even though we said in the beginning of Sifal, in, earlier in Sifalaf that the Isra of Bishol of, by, by a Gentile, it becomes like, like the very definition of bottle, And therefore the Isra remains, even in a place where the reasoning doesn't apply, that can be compared. In other words, if you're talking about a regular Yid that's eating, that's eat, that's eating food that was cooked in a pot that has in it uh, Bishal Akum, a plate of Bishal Akum in the walls, so you can't compare that to, a, to, to, to Bati Bartuvi, who Melechatchila, the Isid never began. Is Levadzois, Furum, Levadzois. First of all, was the klal for nasik mayatzmiser. This rule that bishul akum becomes like the very definition of the iser. Ishayich narvim is damvek and achdaver vechevitz masuyim. Only really works if you're talking about something specific. As the baldas hotzich avder zach elektish shem psol. Since it already has the status of something that is possible, like the neser, like the wooden panel for the schach, blaytes afir b'chalinyan. Then it remains in every case, even on its plate, even on that which comes out of it. 
But in those instances where Seichel, where logic tells you that the Isa never even began to begin with, because the whole reasoning doesn't apply here. We find by Bishul Nachrim itself, as is another that the Isa doesn't apply. Because to begin with, there was never an issue of chastness with them, of, of intermingling, of intermarriage. For example, foods that are not chashev, like the lashon we use is foods that are not uh, important enough to be used on the king's table. The the, the of Bishlakim doesn't apply. Why? Because since you don't feel close to another person just because he cooked you something, some cheap food, so therefore, Chum said that the issue of chastness doesn't begin and therefore it's, therefore it's mutter. So even though Bishul Akum is a problem and not Sikmayatzama Iser, but if it's not Eilal Shulchem Alachim, then it never became Asr in the first place because the, the, the Iser of chastness never applied here. So another example, which is not really the halacha, but there's certain opinions that say that a guy that's working in a Jewish home, the Bishul Akum doesn't apply. That's not the halacha. But the, the, the reason why they would say that is because it, when, when he's working for the, for the Yid in his home, there's no problem of chasnas. At least according to those opinions. But I'm just using it as an example. It's not the halacha. But it's using the example that, that certain things that did not have in them, uh, Israel of Chasnas to begin with, Chachamim were in Geyser there, were in Geyser there. So once, once Chachamim are Geyser something, then it remains there in every instance, even if the Chasnas doesn't apply. But if the Chachamim were in Geyser there, because the, there's no Israel Chasnas there, then you're not going to say that, that it's Aser. Is Naisif Lazah, but on top of that, even if we, even if this is different, but here, it's even stronger the fact that the Isra shouldn't apply. The fact that we said earlier that an Isra remains even when the reason doesn't exist. What happens in that case of, let's say, the Plato? The problem of Chasnos is still there. The Yid is not allowed to marry the guy. The only thing is, we're saying that in the Plato, in the, in the residue, there's no Isra Chasnos. So that makes sense. Since the problem of chasnas exists in, in, in idea. So even though this specific pot is not going to cause chasnas, but we said that once it becomes aser, it becomes aser. But in the case of bati, the whole is a chasnas doesn't exist. In other words, previously we were saying that this won't lead to chasnas. Here we're saying the chasnas doesn't exist. That it doesn't make sense to say that the, the chasnos itself is, per, is permitted. But we should still answer the cooking of the guy because it might lead to chasnos, it might lead to intermarriage. Intermarriage is okay. It's not really, it's not intermarriage. He's an evid. So there's two nukudus over here. Number one, this never received the shame psu. Never received, uh, 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 it was never identified as something that was a problem. Number two, the, we're talking about a person that the whole concept of chastis doesn't exist. Just like you would say that a guy is allowed to eat bishalakum, but he was an evet. 
An Evid in this in, in this aspect is is the same thing. He's allowed to be and, and uh, marry or, or or live with uh, 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 the daughters of the guy. Now, so this is the this is the pshat in the Gemara that Shvurmalkis says to Bati, since you are you are with and since you spent the night with Bnoiseyan, clearly clearly this is something that you hold. That you're that you that that you're doing that you're being with Bnei Sein. If you're with the Bnei Sein, then certainly you're not going to be Zahir in Bishul or Giulayan in their cooking because the whole problem with the cooking is only is, is only because of Chasmus and Chasmus is not an issue for you. Once we go down this road, that the uh, uh, focusing on the connection between the Bishul Nachri and Chasmus, we can even understand Rashi. Even according to Rashi, the body was forbidden, prohibited from being with this Gentile. Even though he was only a partial Eved, never, even, though he, he was, even though he was still an Eved, nevertheless, he was still Osir because he was only a partial Eved. The Baal does it is for Bishul Nachrim is not forbidden from Bnei Sein since the whole purpose of Bishul Nachrim is to protect the person from falling or succumbing to the daughters. Hatagealton Shur Malka felt as it's netakin tam vaechad so isutin botin from the Mesiyak to Misu Bnei Sein. There's no reason to make sure that Bati is careful of the Siyak of this buffer to the issue of marrying Bnei Sein. Based and it and is netakin the Misratz by Bnei Sein since he himself doesn't care about it. So in other words, according to Rashi, Bati, Bati committed a crime, committed a, a, an Isr. He was with, he, he, he was, he was with a Goya. But Shvarmalka says, I understand that if it was any other Isr, I would, I would accept that you're probably still careful with it. But this one Isr of Bishal Akum, Bishal Akum can't be a problem for you. Because the whole reason why Bishal Akum is a problem is because of Chasnus, and since you're not being careful with Chasnus, obviously you're not going to be careful with the Siyog to Chasnus, with the fence, with the buffer to Chasnus. So this is the Pshat in the Gemara. In the second, in the Ikadamri, according to Teisvis, Shvarmalke is saying, that there's no, uh, the, the, the Bishalakum doesn't apply because this person is Mutter Bechasnas. According to Rashi, uh, even though Bishalakum does apply, but Shvamalka does not expect Bati to care about it since he doesn't care about Chasnas either. In Siva, we're going to go back to the first Mandamar in the Gemara. As you remember, we asked, why is he saying, Kimle Begave, I don't know you, if he knows what he did. So it's if the Rabbis going to Why does Shvurmalka not bring up the fact of what happened the night before, according to the first Mandamar? So he said, so the Rebbe introduces the fact that Ba'atsim, there is more than one reason why we don't eat Bishul Nachim. Besides for this above mentioned reason, that we don't eat that which was cooked by a non-Jew because it might lead to intermarriage. There's another reason. That he shouldn't be too comfortable eating with a with a guy because he might end up giving him something that's not kosher. If you get too comfortable eating together, you might end up eating something. You know, he's like, oh, I eat this, you eat this, and then one day he'll pass him something that was that was actually prepared for himself and it's not kosher, and he might end up eating something that's not kosher. 
So according to this, we could say, as the Tzvei man the Amar is in Gemara, that these two opinions in the Gemara and our Gemara about what Shavur Malka answered to Bati Bartuvi are connected with these two reasons why Bishul Nachem is a problem. And they're arguing which of these two reasons is the primary reason for the prohibition of Bishul Nachem. Leighton Ikeda Amri is the Tam Ikrim Shum Chasmus. According to the second opinion, the main reason why we don't eat Bishul Nachrim is because of Chasmus, because it might lead to intermarriage. And therefore, when Sur Malka reminds Bati what happened the night before, it answers why we don't have to protect him from. The Bishul Nachrim, either that's a Tesis, all his and either according to Tesis, because Bati is allowed to marry the daughters of the Nachrim, or that's Rashi, even the same, or like we said, according to Rashi, because he, anyways, does not, is not careful in this, and therefore, clearly, he's not going to be careful in the food. According to the first opinion in the Gemara, is the Tam Ikri, the main reason why we don't eat Bishul Nachrim, is so that the yid shouldn't be too comfortable around the non-Jew and end up eating something that's not kosher. And for this concern, the fact that he might eat something that's not kosher, the f- what happened the night before, it doesn't address that. So they can say, oh, I know what happened the night before. Because it doesn't matter. There's still another problem. Even if the chasnos isn't an issue, there's still a problem that we don't eat Bishul Nachrim, because it might lead us to eat something that's that's not kosher, and that's why, that's why Shvur Malka does not use that as an answer, and instead uses the answer: I didn't know. I'm sorry, I didn't know. I didn't know where you're holding in life, and I didn't know. As Bible in first handic, however, this is not a sufficient answer. How does his not knowing justify causing him to sin with something that's prohibited? Yeah, he didn't know. So, as we say in English, you err to the side of caution. Be extra careful. Now, going back to the second opinion, we have another question. The Shittas Rashi. And it's true that according to Rashi, Bati was not careful to not be with the, the daughters of the Gentiles. There's no necessity to protect him from Bishul Nachrim, which is only a buffer to, only a protection for uh, uh, the Easter the, the of intermarriage. But still, it would have been better to put the, the knife into the ground before he cuts the Essek for Botin. And thus, he will uh, 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 protect him. He'll keep him away from an Easter. There's no Tirch involved. There's no extra work. He's anyway going to, go, going to, to stick the knife into the ground. Is there beer in them? And here the Rebbe introduces another beer. Another very beautiful uh, idea that might have been unexpected. Their din is, as a parnish and ismana al-atsibar, someone that becomes uh, a, a, a leader over the, over the community. Tarnit tan ki malacha is not allowed to do malacha, is not allowed to go in public and do work. Because it's not, it's not, it's not respectful. Because she cannot do this, certainly by a king. 
himself wasn't Jewish. But still, it's, it's something that makes sense. That in order to retain the, the dignity of the king, he shouldn't go uh, be doing manual labor in front, in front of his constituents. And this reasoning applies even if the king is not Jewish. Certainly, firstly, the king, as he refers to himself, is certainly not going to disrespect himself by going to do manual labor in front of people. And in general, we are, as Yidin, are obligated to respect the even the non-Jewish kings. And the reason is simple. Because honoring the king is necessary, is necessary for the habitation for the safety of the world. Because if not for the fear of the government, people would eat each other up alive. And for that, is something that even non-Jews are obligated to keep. So they're obligated to keep um, uh, um, this mitzvah of Yeshua Shalom, then a Yid is obligated to honor the king who is who is providing Yeshua Shalom, providing safety and and uh, and uh, the ability to inhabit the, the, the to inhabit the world in a proper way. So Shvur Malka is a king. And therefore, there is a deen that is not allowed to engage in manual labor, in regular malacha, in front of people. So now this means that, that because of the dignity of the king, Shvur Malka was not allowed to stick the knife into the ground. In front of them. Since when Bati eats the Esrik, without ha- the king having to have stuck it into the ground ten times, he is not committing an Isir, as we said earlier, quite the contrary. He is obligated to eat this piece of Esrik, because otherwise it's an issue of Pikuch Nefesh, a matter of life and death. Therefore, Shvur Malki was obligated to give him the Esrik without putting it into the ground because he's not allowed to put it in the ground. So then in that case, why does he do it for, for, for Mar Yehuda? But according to this, we can understand why Shvur Malka does put the knife into the ground from our Yehuda. Valmar Kimle Begavei, because I know him. He wasn't saying that I know that my Yehuda would not eat Nisir and Bati, I don't know what he's going to do. Nor Kimle Begavei, I know him so well as my Yehuda that Bishum Eifinites and the Mestic. That my Yehuda will in no way, shape, or form will he eat this Esrik. Avopi has a Megis Esminadin, even though Allahically he's allowed to eat it because it's a matter of Pekoch Nefesh. I feel when it's forbidden because but I know that Mar Yehuda would not eat the esrig, even even though it's a matter of life and death. Especially if you say that Mar Yehuda is also Rav Yehuda, and the Gemara in Brachis says, it was, within the Gemara it says that so, that uh, somebody asked why by the by the uh, earlier generations they see open miracles and we don't see open miracles. And he was referring to Rav Yehuda, who was one of the people that was from the previous generation that had seen many miracles. So the Gemara answers that Rav Yehuda was from the Kamoi, 
was from the earlier ones. Was have a kamasru nafshayu akdusoshem that were that that sacrificed their life for the kdusoshem. A few of them is nitmechuyiv in them even for something they weren't obligated to do. The Gemara there brings some examples of where they put their own ruchnis, their, their own spirituality at risk in order to do something for the Eibushter. So therefore, especially, especially if this is the same that Yehuda, Shvur Malkin knows that Av Yehuda will at no way, shape, or form eat this piece of esrik. Therefore, Shvur Malkin had no choice. He, if he wants to get him to eat, he ha, he, he, he knows that even though he's he has, he's he's allowed to eat it, he's not going to. The only way to get him to eat it is to put it into the ground, and therefore he has no choice. In order forty nine, the Rebbe adds, very beautiful, beautiful, very beautiful aura, uh, and he says, "I the Shomelech. I is not allowed to uh, 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 give up on his own covet." And not only that, we know that it says that the Melech Shemachlal Kveide and Kveide Machlal King cannot forego on his own COVID because it says, There has to be the fear of the people, the fear of the king on the people, and therefore a king is not allowed to be Meichel on his COVID. But the Rebbe says over there that if he's doing it in order to avoid someone, to, to, to avoid a person committing an Isir, that is not considered Heipecha COVID. And, and the Rebbe refers to Mitzvah Shani. Over there the Gemara asked that Agrippa Samelach, that he, he stood when he read uh, the Torah in the year of Hakim, and which was considered a king is supposed to sit. And he stood. It was considered a Hepech HaKavit. So, so the Gemara asked, it says that the Chacham and the Chacham praised him. So how could he praise him? If, if, if he did something that was disrespectful. And the Gemara answers Mitzvah Shani. If he was doing it for the sake of the Mitzvah, Therefore, it was different in his Latvi Mechlal Kveide. Similarly, over here, since Bati was, since Formalki was doing this in order to, 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 to hold, in order that, that, uh, that Rav Yehuda, Mar Yehuda, should not commit an Isir, that's not considered Hepecha Kavad of the king. So, in the king, Mesekim, Bavar Bati was Likim Lebegavei, and it was Supek Nitzias Bachal Paras Funisurim, nor Blessing Bati was Kmesin Nefes and of them. In the case of Bati, where the king doesn't know him, not he doesn't know if, if he's gonna, if he's, if he's, uh, careful for Misurim. He believes he is, but he doesn't know whether he's going to, he doesn't know if he's going to be Mason Nefesh for this. Shvur Malka would not, was not allowed for someone that he doesn't know for sure if he's going to be Mason Nefesh or not. He's not allowed to uh, 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 undignify himself by putting the knife into the ground. But for Mar Yehuda, who he knew for certain would be Mason Nefesh for this, here, his covet was, he was able to put his covet aside and put the knife in the ground 10 times. In order 50, the Rebbe answers one last question. Why couldn't he just switch the order? Why couldn't he feed Rav Yehuda first and put the knife into the ground for Rav Yehuda and then Bati could eat after that? And that way, automatically the knife would be kosher. The Rebbe answers because Shvormalke wanted, wanted us to learn from this. He wanted us to learn this din that for a person like Bati, for a person that is not ready to be Moser Nefesh, for this food, to not eat this food, you're not allowed, the, the king is usher to forego on his covet. And this ties in, even without this, but especially this ties in to the Hira, the lesson that Rebbe takes from the, Sif, from the story in Sifches. From the Sipurot Penecha, Hira, and Vedit Shem, there's a very powerful lesson here. The story is about two people who were sitting in front of the king, both of whom were obligated to honor the king. 
one of them is given in Shrek was in fear of this non-Jewish king. And therefore he ate from the fruit that Shvumalka cut with a non-kosher knife. And he found the leniency that it was in this person did not receive the proper honor from the king. The king didn't respect him. But the second yid that was sitting in this, in this gathering, who Shvormalke was certain that he would not transgress in Iser, even if this affects the honor of the king, even at the risk of his own life, this was the Yid that not only did not lose his grace in the eyes of the king, that Adiraba on the contrary, Shvormalka foregoes his own honor, his own dignity. And himself invests the effort to serve Mariyuda. He could have called in one of his attendants, one of his servants. Or to tell Mariyuda that he should go and do it. But when a guy sees a Yid who, is, who has fear of heaven, that risks his life to be scrupulous in any form of Isser, then the guy considers this an honor, a royal honor to serve this Yid. Who needs not just to serve him, to, 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 to look after him, to help him with his own, with his own body. In Allah, he did him in all of the various different ways of doing this mitzvah perfectly. As you said before, that Mariyudah was allowed to eat this, 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 uh, this acidic because it was, it was, it was, it was nefesh. So to not eat it was a hidr mitzvah. And nevertheless, nevertheless, Malka was totally into it because he respected him because he stood up for, for, for what he believed. Through this kind of conduct that we don't, uh, uh, we don't allow ourselves to be affected by the world around us, but we stand up for what we believe is right, for what Teru tells us is right. This brings an end to Avedizara. We, we, we bring to an end the idea of Avedizara, of idolatry in the world. This brings to the ultimate time when the Abyssal will be the king on the entire world. May it be the Kar of Mamish.